0: Hello, Chucksters and Chuckettes. Welcome to Chucked. We are uh, coming off of a, an incredible weekend, weekend for Austin and Charles. For Austin, Charles, and Charles Braxton for Chucked. Uh, unbelievable. You know, you have those weekends where everything goes wrong. You know, for me, uh, uh, there, it happens sometimes w- when all three of my main teams lose. Mm-hmm. Usually it happens when two of the three lose. So the the Buckeyes, the Browns, and the Bengals. And um, this weekend, the Browns and the Buckeyes just steamrolled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the Bengals came up the short end of that. But unbelievable, Oz. What, what are your thoughts today? Uh, you know, it's like, I uh, didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Saw the Browns a little bit more than I saw the Bengals. Uh oh, then, the Buckeye, excuse me, then that coming. Um, take us away on your thoughts. Uh, I, I i dare
1: say I've never seen you happier than you were Saturday. <laughs> I was pretty happy. I mean, <sighs> you know today was the first day I woke up with my voice recovered. You know, I wasn't sick yesterday, but I you know my even yesterday all day, my throat uh, it was pretty sore, just from Saturday. Sunday um, was muted because we, we like the Bengals. I well, we I do. Th- I we, were th- th- our th- our we were we were brother in law. Yeah, Chip, Chip who's a Bengals fan. So a, a, a born I tried to, I tried to toward, you know yeah. direct my cheering towards you. It was, we were we got was to go. also like watching. I don't you know. It was just strange too. You know, mm-hmm. like so. Well, Cincinnati was not in. Uh, they were kind of in second gear the whole game. Yeah, it was weird too because I swear it felt like a Browns home
0: game. Yeah, there was a lot of Browns fans there. That was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I swear there was ever the amount of Browns fans as there were Bengals fans there, Mm -hmm. which you expect with the Steelers. They travel and you see the sickening, Mm -hmm. uh, terrible towels all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, With the Browns and Bengals, it's harder to discern in the stadium. Mm -hmm. The Orange, but yeah, uh, so your voice was shot Saturday. Mine was in better condition than I thought because I knew I didn't need to speak this weekend, so I was pretty unbridled Mm -hmm. in... uh,
1: yeah, in that. Yeah, and going into the weekend, I I, I felt you know I, maybe like you I, I knew we had we went to both games the uh, the one in Columbus and the one in Cincinnati and um you know so I I going into that I thought it could be a pretty disappointing weekend you know if both of those teams would mm-hmm. lose uh, but it wasn't and um but it was uh it, I felt uh is anyone anyone asked me or I talked to anyone I was I was surprised by 62 points with Ohio State but uh I felt really good going into the game the fact that it could have been worse
0: really easily Yeah, yeah I mean,
1: the Michigan fans should be thankful that could have been that could have gotten ugly yeah know? yeah um you know I mean, uh, Harrison doesn't drop that interception going into the half mm-hmm. uh McCall doesn't um muff that kick mm-hmm. but uh you know i so i don't know if i i wasn't i I wasn't as surprised with uh with ohio state honestly i i felt really good going into the game i felt i, I just didn't see how that i just it's just hard for me to imagine michigan winning number one um i just you know it's been so long you know that 2011 doesn't count um you've lived but, a really good life in your 20s you know and it comes to the I have. I've already. Yeah. Well, I mean, I lived through the '90s though, so the the Cooper yeah. and Carr years. But that that traumatized you. That was. It felt like it, I'd never seen a, a high state win. But it, I, I felt going good going into Saturday, and, but they still exceeded my expectations. And my goal since uh, we left, we got in the car um, in Columbus was just to be absolutely insufferable on Twitter towards Michigan and. Uh, I think I've done that. You are quite the troll. I can't. You st- are I just, quite the troll. I can't stand Michigan.
0: You are the I, troll under the bridge that uh, we should all in Aesop's fable be scared
1: of. You know. I just can't stand <laughs> Michigan. I just I don't I don't know why. If if you were born and raised in <clears throat> Ann Arbor, I don't I don't know why you would like Michigan. I don't. I can't now see. I I'm
0: the opposite. I
1: I totally respect people in Michigan being. Michigan well, I respect fans. those
0: people more than the yeah. Ohio-born
1: Michigan fans. I
0: do. N- I do not respect Ohio-born Michigan fans. No. I just like
1: okay. It's so easy to be the. opposite. I still don't respect know? Michigan-born Michigan fans that much either. I don't. I don't like. I the, do. It's your I state
0: don't. school. I expect you yeah. to be loyal. I'm an Ohio guy. I'm a I'm loyal to Bowling Green for crying out loud. I don't yeah. even. I, I've been in the campus one time because it's Ohio. Mm. Uh, well, you know the the it was interesting because, uh, you know, in terms of the whole expectation thing, I want to talk about that because. Uh, I I was cautiously optimistic. Mm -hmm. Troy Holtry texted me and said, what's the feeling in the stadium? And I I could only speak for myself, and I said, bubbling optimism. It just felt like the – it's all a game of Mm matchups. It's it's unreal. Well, Ohio State will have a more difficult time scoring this week against Northwestern, and it's all because of matchups. Michigan Mm -hmm. plays that tight man-to-man, which Ohio State's strength has been crossing routes all year long. They did that all the first half. Michigan adjusted, Ohio State adjusted. And then they fake crossing routes and went on that – that out it was just really remarkable coaching and execution uh but it was a matchup game that favored Ohio State uh just more so than any of us than even all the pundits and experts thought but it's just you know it's strange because uh you just expect more out of the rivalry game than than mm-hmm. what that was and I'm not complaining at all I I would mm-hmm. I would I would uh I would not be disappointed if we did that every year. You well, know? As, I, don't need, I don't need it to be a big rivalry. As we witnessed,
1: the, the feeling in the, in the, throughout the game and after the game was you would have thought Ohio State hadn't won in 20 years. Oh, that was amazing. I mean, the reaction. the and, and I think that's I think it's why you see it It does – it does maybe that's, that affects it. it. It has now come, thanks to Trestle, it matters more now than it ever has, it even when you've won, what, 14 out the last 15 or yeah. whatever it is. Um, I You know,
0: and I think – Ohio State, I mean, I've been watching Ohio State that I can recall for 50 years and always play well when we're the underdog. Mm-hmm. We always play well when we're the underdog. I mean, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. You want to get us, get us when we're favored, i.e., Florida 2007 National Championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but we always play well when we're the underdog. And we may not always win, but we win most of the time. And Urban, of course, now is 7-0 at Ohio State when he's the underdog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of those have been hurting in games, um, but uh, that's why I wish tonight. She was, you know, what do you what do you think about the rankings tonight? Well, Ohio State will probably be sixth in the mm-hmm. college football. I hope they I hope they dropped, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's exactly what they would need for this week. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm more concerned about Northwestern than I was last weekend in the sense that Ohio State, uh, it, I just they have to prove to me that they can come back after the game of the year. Mm-hmm. For Ohio State and Michigan every year, no matter what each team says, it's the game. Mm-hmm. It's difficult in best of circumstances to bounce back from that.
1: I do think those guys want they want to be in the playoff and they they feel like they deserve to be there. So yeah, being left out at all after this week will, will give them some some juice yeah, this too. weekend. I do too. I, it's funny I, as a fan all year. Truly, I don't. I never really care much about the playoff, um, especially when you know I know I know what that twenty fourteen team looked like and. And this team doesn't look like that, so I'm yeah. I'm I'm realistic, but I don't care all year until once we beat Michigan, then I, I start caring. You yeah. know, it starts uh, yeah. starts mattering to me. But but I mean, you know, I I I, I would take so many as, as we said, so many losses to Purdue and and Illinois and Iowa. I'll take all those losses if it means beating Michigan. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, once we get that past, now I'm I'm pretty excited about the playoff. And I would I would uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a, a Saban my, Urban. Uh, first round I mean I like their chances Um, but I'd like them
0: better if you know I heard Spielman say this morning and I agree I sold you this weekend I think Bosa would be worth a touchdown he said this Mm -hmm. morning he thinks he's worth 10 points in a playoff game he said he just tilts the field that much I told you a a guy who's offensive mind football coach told me that he said when you have Bosa on the field you plan for 26 yards of width Mm. With him off the field, you can plan for 52 yards of mm. width. He just he basically takes away half. And on the field.
1: average, he probably ends prematurely or disrupts two to three drives. Yeah, a game. Yeah, that's, that's right? exactly right. He's, He's going to stifle ex- 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 what he a does and ends what he does with allowing
0: BB Sand, uh, B. B. Landers, and Draymond Jones and those guys to mm. to go free and Chase Young. So let's talk about expectations. And one of the things interesting yesterday, I was listening to Columbus Sports Radio, and a guy said, "Hey, I like this is this new formula." This guy calls in, Central Ohio guy with my Central Ohio twang, and he, hey, I I, I just got to tell you guys, I got the formula for success. Or no, not success, happiness. I got the formula for happiness. I had no expectations going to the Michigan game. I felt like we could get blasted, and I had the greatest day of my life. Saturday. Because my expectations were so low, Mm. uh, I had the happiest day. I now have discovered the happy quotient, you know, the Mm -hmm. happy formula. And that is just keep your expectations in life really low. And Mm. I'm listening to that going, hey, buddy, Denmark. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right, they're the happiest people on the planet. And the reason they say is because their expectations are so low, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think a, a life lesson from this that I want us to talk about a little bit, uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is, uh, is this issue of expectations. You know, the killer of marriages is expectations. So, if I expect you to do certain things and you're my spouse, when you do, I don't feel grateful for them. You, I expected. Mm-hmm. I expected it. So, what kills marriages, for example, is unspoken expectations. If you can lay the expectations out there and not have unwritten ones that are real, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you're on your way. But what kills marriages is, is and what kills relationships, what kills groups and teams is expectations that aren't spelled out, but they're there and they're real. Mm-hmm. And it is a formula for disillusionment uh, because you, you just, you, you can't be grateful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, I just got such a kick out of this guy. Uh, you know, our family system was one, has been one of, and I, I, I naturally deviate toward lower your expectations, not in a good way, like to, to protect myself, mm-hmm. right? To protect yeah. myself, because that's that's really a, a real marker of our family system on my side of the family is don't put yourself out there by expecting too much good in life, because life's gonna let you down. I think it's that's typical of of people who were raised during the Depression era, and in my parents' case, mm-hmm. you know, is, is man, you're gonna get whammed, so don't have high expectations. It was really uh, typical of, of uh, my family system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know me, you know, that, I mean, you've accused me of... Of of uh, you know, playing a Lou Holtz, t- call, pulling a Lou Holtz card is just bad mouthing. You know, our ex, our our op- opportunities, bad mouthing our chances. And mm-hmm. dad, you're just trying. You and your mom, dad, you're just trying to protect yourself. You don't really feel that mm-hmm. way. So we went into that game Saturday. You know, uh, with tempered expectations, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe I still remember. Uh, coming home, you didn't. You were in basketball, so I didn't. You didn't get the chance to go to the '07 national championship game, 6 07 national championship mm-hmm. game, where you know Ohio State starts out by going all the Teddy Ginn takes a kickoff back, and then unfortunately the whole game plan was around Teddy Teddy Ginn, whose foot was stepped on by a teammate, and crunch uh, mm-hmm. there went Ohio State's even chances. I don't think they had won the game, but there went their chances. Uh, and I just, I just like for a while, it just totally blew your. Heart on the state football. I mean, that mm-hmm. was that was a defining moment. Um, I, you know, you're just so much like me in some ways. Uh, but talk to me about at your age right now. What are you? Twenty eight. <laughs> That's an ongoing inside joke, uh-huh. Chucksters uh, and Chuck hats. Um, talk to me about expectations and how your generation, coming out of the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. coming out of, I mean, the millennials are known for a lot of things, you know, I need to lump you into that category, but um, you are, as far as demographics. Talk to me about how your generation sees life through the lens of expectations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you see them
1: and how do you think your generation sees them? Well, there's, uh, you can't talk about expectations without entitlement. I think that fo- probably follows expectations, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's the yeah. That's the acting out of 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 that unspoken belief uh and so i, I think uh, i mean the the most from what i see the uh culturally the 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 negative effect of expectations and entitlement is uh there's no part of the expectation is living in the the fruit of uh, of liberty of, uh, free belief and, um, juggling what free speech is. Is it really free? Should we have it or not? And, um, so, it, but there's, uh, when it's, when it's unspoken, like that, it's an, it's, it's individual entitlement. It's, uh, there's no, there's no boundaries on it. There's no, there's no one policing it, uh, until it's too late. So, uh, what we all feel entitled to, um, yeah, you know, even you know, you talk to people with that have had you know that have messed up within their marriage, that have made mistakes or had affairs, and and there's uh, there's entitlement there, you know, uh, even uh, even knowing that it was wrong what they did morally, there's still mm-hmm. there's still an individual I deserve this. Um, justification for yeah. why I felt entitled because of this, and to some degree they might have been uh, they might have been not given their fair share too. someone didn't usually i mean in any time i've you know i feel like i've gotten in the weeds of an affair you know and talking with someone or, or some kind of mess, moral slip up like that there's there's some some kind of not justification's not the right word but you know there's there were two people in that a lot mm-hmm. of times you know not all the time obviously but a lot of times it's it you know there's two people in that so there's an entitlement, there was an expectation and there wasn't, it wasn't held up. And I think, uh, the expectation is, um, for a lot of my generation is, um, is that, uh, you can be the individual you want to be, but, um, I guess, uh, I guess expectation, it doesn't negate consequences though. I think that's the, I think that's maybe the, the, where it ends up, where entitlement ends up, uh, the consequences of, um, acting out your expectations, uh, living entitled with uh, whatever, you know, um, whatever liberties you feel like you have um, in your beliefs, in your worldview, in your behavior, uh, but that doesn't, doesn't negate consequences that come from that, you know, and the yeah. consequences of having expectations that a team will win is that you have a sad Saturday.
0: Yeah, so. right. Are you willing to accept that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was shifted a little bit. Um, they all, you've heard me say this a zillion times. Um, cynicism is idealism that has gone through the fire and gotten burned, but realism is idealism that has gone through the fire and gotten purified. Are you a cynic or are you a realist?
1: It depends. Um, I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I, I try to be pretty real. Um, I don't know, I'd have to have someone answer that for me, probably. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if... Uh, I'm sure the cynics, cynicism feels like uh, realism to them. Uh, so I think, you'd, I don't know if anyone can honestly answer that themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: you know, so the cynic is, in the glass half full analogy, the cynic is the one who doubts the experiment. Like what? Well, reality, I, like, of the like experiment, if, you know. So. I,
1: I'm. I feel pretty realistic about the Browns and their wild card chances right now. Yeah. <laughs> but if they go, they go and lose at Houston next week, I'll be pretty disappointed that. Yeah. Their yeah. wild card chances yeah. are messed up. Yeah. So until yeah, the, the experiment. You know, it's, well, let's it's throw a,
0: this filter that through then. Filter that through in life. I just because I'm really curious. I as a as a, you know, in my life now, I am. I am a student of. The emerging generation i ha I'm learn- trying to learn everything I can, so part of the thing as I was thinking this through this morning is wanting to hear from your generation, do you expect life to get better you know do you expect life I, I remember like the second message I ever preached I found this quote you know back when you're it's your second time ever speaking you're 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 desperate for anything but I remember I found this quote that I built a whole message around, and that is that life gets better and better, but it gets harder and harder hmm and, and I, I, I accidentally landed onto a truth that I've kind of been testing out in my head since then 36 years ago. And that, I, that it is true. I think life gets richer and richer, but it gets harder and harder. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know, aging is not for sissies, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh, does your generation, filtering it through this, okay? So you're a man of faith. Hebrews 11.1, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, indigenous to faith is some level of optimism. Mm -hmm. I mean, you cannot be a total cynic and be a person of faith. By its definition, you're saying God is going to be involved in my present at all times He's going to redeem my past. He's already in the future that I'll meet him there. I can't meet him there yet because I'm not there yet. He's there already. Mm -hmm. So inherent to uh, the context of pessimism and cynicism is this thing, faith, that changes that. How do you find that that's changed you? Where would Austin be today without faith in terms of the continuum of optimism and cynicism?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I think acting on, without it, without faith, I think it would be, I think you're left with, without faith, you're left with all that you see and all you know, you're left left with uh, naturalism and you're left with uh, acting on only what is is likely, not what is possible. And all good works and all good men and women uh, have achieved things based on possibility and not on likelihood. Um. I mean, if we just act on what's likely with America, well, then let's just crash and burn it right now, because all, mm-hmm. all empires crash and burn at some point, mm-hmm. so let, let's just, mm-hmm. let's be natural. Which is what we the, see a lot today. It's like, America is the savior. But whatever side you're on, Democrat yeah. or Republican, we're all, we all have a faith in America that, you know, you know hopefully, um, that there's some integrity with, assuming there's some integrity with that... that idealism for america but uh that's but that's based on possibility the possibility that it can be better than what it has been or what it is now and i think we all do that you know we all have faith in 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 our in our own lives in in that way as far as um, why do we get up in the morning if if if, right, if, if, right. if it's all in likelihood well we're likely to die let's yeah. just get it over with or or
0: it's uh, or let or us eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die there's such a you know solomon cynicism in ecclesiastes Mm-hmm. Is why get out of bed in the morning if there is no God, right? If there's only the
1: below the sun. Yeah, yeah. Faith is, faith is is on is on what's possible, not what is, and, um, and, and that takes a lot of courage. Cynicism, the, the you know, the, the cynicism is it's definitely different than skepticism skepticism is a tool and, and uh, mm-hmm. a, a physical, philosophical tool it's useful but cynicism is is as you said it's it's that a gone fixed state of mind gone bad yeah mm-hmm. it's and it's and it's 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 cowardice because it's kind of a bubble wrap of, of 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 being let down you're bubble wrapping from mm-hmm. being let down or being made a fool mm-hmm. um, faith is 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 on possibility it's it's not what is yet so um, so, it's, there's a lot of courage in, in that, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, having, and operating from re- realism, but, um, but still, that, that realism can transcend to, to what's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, to quote the
0: famous philosopher William Wallace, every man dies, not every man lives. How does this fit into living? Is that my, my theory is you can't live if you don't put your heart out there. -hmm. Right, you can't live without loving, and you can't love without risking. Mm -hmm. You can't. So there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. You're so right. Cynicism is a faux bubble wrap. It's it's an illusion of protection Mm -hmm. that comes out of fear. Uh, What are you doing as a person of faith to grow in love? That is really the the power of invincibility that it only really exists. God is love. God is that fearless reality. What you, What are you doing today, for example? I'll just let people who are listening peer into Austin Charles's day. What are you doing today to grow in that love? Hmm. Um, I and mean, you know tonight, you know, not this morning. You had. You know something that you did, but what what is well, your I daily did, I, routine? I mean, I did
1: this morning. You know, I, I did. Um, uh, you talk about it, first off things being hard and and rich but hard, and uh, this morning so I'm, I was out on the road by about six fifteen on a run and. It's you know, it's twenty five degrees. About as it's I don't go much colder than that. Like that's about as cold as I can. Uh, don't you can think go. that's
0: easier though than eighty five degrees? My, your mom was saying, boy, uh, those dedicated they're both, runners. They're
1: both as they're both as hard for different reasons. You know, it's um you know, you have the twenty five degree weather like that with wind, you have to wear a face guard so your breathing mm-hmm. feels almost mm-hmm. just as hard as it does in the humidity. But True. um But yeah, you know, it's so um I stayed you know, on I a, did a stationary bike this morning in the house. <laughs> my warm and toasty basement. You got a better sweat than I did.
0: <laughs> I sweat a lot. But I was I, on the road. I was, a, I was I wasn't doing that. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, So I, yeah. I, the, I mean, uh, you know, the meditative practice of that, and the the I, I I I I try to think about the cross as much as I can when I'm doing that mm-hmm. because I, not that it's it's on a horizontal plane with martyrdom, but uh, I I think there's something. There's something really spiritual about suffer, physical suffering mm-hmm. and thinking about the cross, so I try to suffer and think about the cross. And um, but you know, I, I think uh, um, she probably wouldn't like this if I said it. I don't know if she would, but I'll say it anyway. But um, I don't think our, you know, I don't, I don't think our marriage is as good as it ever is going to be, which is pretty realistic to say. Uh, my wife and I, and it's, and it's really hard. And mm-hmm. and I don't hold up my end of the deal very much because um, I'm very greedy with. Um, my time and resources and energy, and um, at my worst, I just try to be alone as much as I possibly can. As we've talked about the the shadow self, and um, and just be alone and quiet as much as I can. So that obviously hurts anyone you're living with. Yeah. And uh, so you know, coming in here after, you know, with that in my mind, and uh, met you know, just sitting in silence for about an hour. Um, uh, and just looking at what's uh, and, and praying and for what is uh, for towards inadequacy and towards um, shortcoming and towards um, towards all those things and and seeing what I need to do. I ended up writing uh, encouragement letters to no one um, that has anything to do with my marriage so I don't know what that had <laughs> to do with but that's what came out of that. Um, so I, but I guess there's a there's there's definitely um my expectations within all that is within marriage and stuff is, uh, that she would want to be alone too. And, <laughs> you know, we could just be happy roommates like that. And, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, am I'm, I'm trying to transcend there in that, that hour into possibility, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not what a personality test, maybe it's possible that I'm not just what a personality test tells me I am, but I'm someone that, uh, is going to avoid responsibility towards others at all costs is going to, you know, and, and I can, I can, I can, I can not just go with what's likely and what the, the cynic would, in me would do, but what is more optimistic and, and not irrational. A possibility in faith is not irrationalism. It's, 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 it's taking what is and saying how it can be bettered. And so, um, that's what I've done this morning. That's mm, um, good. You know, it's stack a it? bunch
0: of days like that together, and you'll be you'll be growing. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I uh, I would challenge our Chucked listeners to not decrease your expectations in life, but have a faith that measures up to even when your expectations are deflated. You you trust redemption, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's always darkest before the dawn. The quote a cliche, and mm-hmm. how many times after a devastating Ohio State loss have you heard me say that? You know mm-hmm. that what we say is bad actually is a part of the good. And our that failure is. of expectations in football and
1: in life. Our failure of expectations is only points us towards one place, you know, and points us, you know, towards uh, towards Galatians. It points us towards that well, we have the final expectation that we will be justified and that our lives will be justified, and and um, so whatever we're let down up until that point, it's all that it's matters o- it's okay yeah. probably
0: it's all that matters until next time chucksters and chuckettes this is charles braxton that's austin charles oh